Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Mornings Podcast from PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Your final last night, the Indians 5, the Pirates 3. It was the first exhibition game of summer camp, and it's the perfect opportunity to do a pilot podcast for our new show coming to you, the Cleveland Baseball Mornings. It's going to be a recap of yesterday's game. It's going to be talking about big stories going on in Major League Baseball. It's going to be looking at upcoming players, and it's going to be taking a look at some of these advanced statistics that we'll be talking about, you know, when we break down the box score and things like that. So, basically, I'm a huge baseball fan. I've grown up a Cleveland Indians baseball fan, and as far as I'm concerned, there's just not enough baseball talk going on in Cleveland these days. I can only listen to local radio break down the Cleveland Browns QB situation so many times before I want to hear some baseball. So I figured with the games coming back this summer, it'd be the perfect opportunity to test this podcast out and see if there's some fans out there that want to talk baseball. So first thing we're going to do in this show is we're going to dive into the box score. We're going to take a look at the game yesterday. And like I said, the Indians pulled out a win 5-3. to three. They actually did all their damage in the 8th and ninth inning last night. And because it was basically a spring training, a summer camp type game, uh, by the time you get to the 8th inning, you're basically looking at the minor league players playing at this point. But still a win for the Indians. So it's good to see. It's a good feeling to start the season with a win. The win goes to Dominic Leone, and Phil Matten is actually credited with the save on this one. And the loss goes to Pirates pitcher Kyle Crick. So like I said, the decisions in this game were kind of came down to the minor league players. But diving to the box store, let's see what stands out. The thing that stands out to me is that the Indians actually got some contributions from a lot of different players. Uh, They had eight hits on the night and four walks, and it's kind of spread out um, amongst the different players. Now, a lot of these hits came from some of the AAA players, but Lindor had a hit. Hernandez had a hit to lead things off. His first chance leading things off for the Indians, he went one for three with a strikeout. Uh, Santana had a hit. And uh, that's it for the starters. And then, like I said, the AAA players kind of brought the slack. Looking at uh, things from the Pittsburgh side, they actually did a decent amount of damage against Cleveland pitching. Uh, they were hitting doubles tonight. Nobody hit one out, but they had four doubles on the night, and it was really the bottom half of their lineup that was doing the damage. Moran, uh, Eric Gonzalez, former Cleveland Indian. So they got a lot of comp- contributions from the bottom of their lineup against this Cleveland pitching staff. Now, speaking of the pitching staff, the starters tonight were Zach Plesak for the Cleveland Indians and Joe Musgrove for the Pirates. And I got to say, they both pitched really well, but Musgrove looked sharp. He looked really sharp. He only went three innings as opposed to, as opposed to Plesak, who went five. But Musgrove struck out five in three innings, and I think he struck out the side in the first inning. So he was really sharp. I I can see why even in a rebuild for the Pittsburgh Pirates, he's going to open the season as their ace. He looked like he had ace stuff. Uh, maybe it was just that our hitters, you know, it was the first time seeing an opposing pitcher. Maybe they didn't, you know, I don't know what the scouting they did for a summer camp game, but Musgrove looked really sharp against our hitters. 
Klesak looked sharp too. He struck out six. He went five innings pitched. And he got into a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning. But I don't think it was really all his fault. Uh, It wasn't credited as an error. But Domingo Santana let one bounce off his glove. And that's really what opened things up for Plesak and led to the two earned runs that he gave up. So we'll get into that in a second. And then as far as the bullpens go, I got to say the Cleveland bullpen, though, looks sharp. Uh, Crick, who got the loss for Pittsburgh, is one of their major league pitchers. So that's nice that our guys are able to get to one of their major league pitchers and uh, get four runs on them and get the win. And our guys, Leon, Hill, and Madden, pitched solid. Three scoreless innings from those guys. Uh, Perez, Oliver Perez, did give up the last run to Pittsburgh. So I got to say, our bullpen uh, probably uh, came out on top of their bullpen. And in spring training games, that's kind of how the finals decided. All right, now what stood out about this game? The first thing that stood out to me is that Terry Francona decided to start Domingo Santana in left field and started Famille Reyes in DH. Now, he said that he was going to do this. Reyes was slow getting to camp because he was, you know, the photo of him partying for July 4th. So they had to keep him out of camp for a little bit. And then he had the bad slide in one of their inner squad games. So it sounds like they're kind of building up his... Uh, you know, baseball stamina to get him out there to play outfield. So Domingo Santana gets the start in left field. I got to say, I'm not a huge fan of him out there. I Of all the outfielders we have in that we could possibly put on this 30-man roster, I really don't know if this is our strongest lineup with Domingo Santana out there in left field. Now, I know his bat has been kind of hot, right? In these inter-squad games, he's gotten a couple hits. And he's looking pretty sharp at the plate. And we need that offense. I understand that we need that offense. And between him and Reyes, someone has to play the field and someone has to DH. But going back to that fifth inning, he lets a ball bounce off his glove that, let's be honest, it should have been caught. If I'm scoring this game, I'm scoring that as an error on the left fielder. And what it does is there was already a runner at first base. So now it puts runners on third and second with, I believe nobody out. And then the next batter up singles up the middle with the infield drawn in and two runs come in and score. Now, when you're putting a guy like Santana out there in left field, who, you know, is defensively not as strong as some of your other options, you understand that errors are going to happen, but you hope those errors, if they do happen, that they, you know, the, the defense, the rest of the pitching and the defense can shut the team down, or it only leads to one run. Where you get into trouble, where you start losing games because of defense is when these errors lead to crooked numbers. And that's exactly what happened here. Two runs come up in the fifth. Pittsburgh puts another run on in the sixth. If they didn't switch the lineups out for the you know, minor league players, would the Indians have been able to come back and win? I, I don't know. To be honest, if Musgrove had stayed in the game, you know, if this was a regular season game, I, it didn't look like we were going to touch that guy. So, you know, putting up two runs in the fifth felt a little insurmountable, to be honest. So that's my first observation. That's the first thing that stood out to me. Um, yeah, there's just so many good defensive, whether it's Zimmer or... Um, Naquin, who I know started in right field tonight, uh, whether it's uh, uh, who got the, Greg Allen, who got a hit for us tonight, a big RBI hit for us tonight. Where's Daniel Johnson? These are athletes. These are really athletic, good defensive outfielders. And between Domingo Santana and Famille Reyes, we're, we're sacrificing defense a little bit there. 
Second thing that stood out to me, and it's something you're not going to get from the box score, is Oscar Mercado's angles to the ball. Now, earlier in the game, I don't know who the batter was for Pittsburgh, but someone hit a line shot into left center, and Mercado took a bad angle. He thought he could cut the ball off. It got past him, went all the way to the wall, gave up extra bases. I don't think it ended up hurting the Indians, but it put us in a bad situation, obviously, right? Runners in scoring position now. Later in the game, Eric Gonzalez hits this, almost the same spot, left center field. This time, Mercado takes a better angle, and he's actually able to lay out, snag the ball, and come up firing the second base and throws Eric Gonzalez out trying to stretch it into a double. Now, that is some good defense, and that shows me a player who can adapt, who can learn, and you know who has a chance to be a really, really good outfielder for this team. So I really love the fact that he made that adjustment and was able to take a much better angle, even though he still had to dive for it. He still had to lay out for it. He took a much better angle at the ball, which put him in a position to even make an attempt at it. So those are the two big things. I guess I was hung up on the outfield today. I mean, there wasn't really much going on at the plate. So, you know, the defense is the thing that really stood out to me. Uh, Plesak stood out. He looked sharp. He was really locked in with some of his secondary pitches, which is really good to see. I believe most of his strikeouts came via his slider. And it's a really sharp, tight slider that almost drops more than it slides. And he was using it a lot uh, against lefties and righties. It looked like he was using the changeup against lefties because it kind of tails to the right. And so I know he got a couple strikeouts with the changeup. But he was using this slider, and he was keeping it down. It was biting. It was right at the bottom of the zone, right at their knees. And I think if he can keep that pitch down there, if he can keep that tight and down there at their knees, I think he's going to strike a lot of people out this year. Obviously, that's the kind of pitch where as soon as it starts to come up, right, as soon as it starts to raise up into the zone, it could be hit a long way. But he pitched it great tonight. He did a great job with it, and he kept it down. And that's how he got six strikeouts. So that's a really good sign from Plesak, who should be one of the pitchers in the rotation when this summer camp breaks, whether they go five starters, whether they go six starters, because they still have to decide, Plucko, Plesak, Savali. I'd like to see Plesak and Savali in those roles and maybe Plucko coming out of the bullpen because it just gives you some more flexibility with Plucko out of the bullpen. All right, so the segment we're going to do on this show is going to be MVP for a day. If we're breaking down every game, we got to give the, you know, a game ball to somebody. We got to give a shout out. So who is going to be our MVP for a day? And the MVP for the day has to go to Christian Arroyo, who hit the big three-run game-tying double in the eighth inning. It just barely missed being a home run. And, you know, it was, it was basically right down the middle. Uh, Crick gave him a fastball that was just right down the pipe, and he did damage with it. So that's what you like to see, right? You got to make pitchers uh, suffer for their mistakes, and that's exactly what he did. So he only had two at-bats tonight, but it's the big hit that tied the game up and brought the Indians back into it. And he ends up scoring the go-ahead run on a Yu Chang double, who followed right after. So that is our MVP for a day, Christian Arroyo. And Arroyo and Chang are in an interesting conversation right now because between them and Mike Freeman, we got to pick some utility players for this team. And we get a little bit of a break because we get to start with 30 players on the roster when the season starts. And we're going to have to whittle that down, but... I got to say, between the three of them right now, 
I think I'm leaning towards Christian Arroyo and Yu Chang in those spots. I mean, Yu Chang has been white hot uh, hitting at the plate during this summer camp thing, right? He's hit home runs off of every one of our pitchers. He had a double in this game when he went in. I, it'd be really hard to send him back down. And Christian Arroyo has, has a lot of potential. He's dealt with some major injuries. He's only 25 years old. Like, at 25 years old, that's a guy still coming up. If he wasn't a first-round pick, he'd be a guy probably still working his way through the minors. So at 25 years old, there's a lot of potential for him still. Whereas Mike Freeman, Mike Freeman is 32. And Mike Freeman hasn't had a, much of a chance at the major league level. He's had a few major league seasons. To be honest, he had 177 at-bats last year for us. And that is way more than he's gotten a chance with any other team. He performed pretty solid. Hit 277, had a 752 OPS. I mean, that's that's pretty decent for your utility player, I, I have to say. So I understand why he's still in the conversation. But if you're making me choose between three of them, right, I think there's enough outfielders on this team. We don't really need Mike Freeman to play the outfield. I think Christian Arroyo and Yu Chang are kind of my leaders in the clubhouse right now to get those utility spots. So... That's our MVP for the day. Other highlights, uh, Lindor's ridiculous diving stop behind second base. They almost turned a double play out of it. But he, I think he flipped it from his glove, and Cesar Hernandez took the turn perfectly and just had to rush the throw. It was a fast runner coming down the line, and they almost turned the double play. But uh, great highlight from Lindor. You love when he flashes the leather. And then uh, Daniel Johnson. Also had a double he in the ninth inning. He was the uh, insurance run that we scored in the ninth inning. Took the first pitch, took a low fastball, and just lined it right out to right field, right over the first baseman's head, and uh, legged out a double. So that's huge. Like, seeing him hit in situations like that kind of gives you hope that maybe this guy's going to come up and he's going to be the real deal. I, he probably is not going to get the nod because he seems to be, I don't know the, if he's the youngest by age, but he seems to be the youngest in development coming up through the system. So he's probably not going to get the nod to be uh, in this outfield to start the season. But you got to think, looking at the roster for 2021, it might be his time. It might be time to give him left or right field. So those are my other highlights for the day. And I think that wraps us up. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to check me out and just hear one fan's perspective on last night's game. Right? Let's talk some more baseball. I hope you enjoy this show. I'm going to be trying to do every game that I can throughout the season. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. So thanks for supporting the show, everyone. And I hope you've enjoyed your Cleveland baseball morning.